0: This week's film review is for the film War Room, which is directed by Alex Kendrick and written by Alex Kendrick and Stephen Kendrick. The plot is as follows. War Room follows Tony and Elizabeth Jordan, a middle-class couple who seemingly have it all, great jobs, a beautiful daughter and their dream home. But appearances can be deceiving. In reality, the Jordans' marriage has become a war zone. And their daughter is collateral damage. So the first question is: Does the plot glorify God? At first, it just seems like a regular plot where God is nowhere to be found. And there are, but there are some keywords here. Tony and Elizabeth seem to have it all: great jobs, a beautiful child, and a dream home. But the keyword is "seem." They seem to have it all, and this is typically what the world measures as having it all. Wealth, beauty, and grand possessions. But the plot says appearances are deceiving. Why is that? Their marriage is in pieces. It's a war zone, and their child is paying the price. What I see in the plot does honour God because, between the lines, it says that when we have our focus on worldly standards, we are walking in the opposite direction to God. Since God made marriage, and God is love, then a marriage cannot be a war zone if the couple have god in the center so the plot could have easily said war room follows tony and elizabeth jordan who discover through their broken marriage that they had long drifted away from the faith from their faith in the lord the plot is essentially saying that we need the lord at the center of our lives does the film content glorify god through his word as in does it have many Bible verses throughout the film, and does it lift up the Lord's commandments? Yes, the film has an abundance of Bible verses in it. Miss Clara mentioned that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is in Romans 3.23. Miss Clara says several things to Elizabeth. Jesus died for us when we did not deserve it. That's from Romans five eight. She says we can't ask for forgiveness if we don't forgive others. That can be found in matthew six fourteen to fifteen she says to seek the Lord that's matthew six thirty three to trust in him that can be found in psalm one twenty five one and to stand on his will. that can be found in matthew six ten Miss Clara also says that Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us abundant life that can be found in John ten ten Miss Clara also mentions prayer and how the Lord has instructed us to go into a room, shut the door, and pray in secret. that can be found in matthew six six She tells Elizabeth to believe that the Lord loves her and will take care of her. That can be found in hebrews thirteen five where the Lord says, "I will never leave you or forsake you." in addition, the following verses were written on the notes and taped to Elizabeth's prayer wall, and those were John ten ten 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, and James 4.7. 2 Chronicles 7.14 is also shown at the end of the film. In terms of the commandments and how they were lifted up, the first one, that we, there is only one God, um, the opening scene includes a statement from Miss Clara about God being the only force that can give us victories. And there is a scene where Miss Clara said there is not enough room for Elizabeth and God on the throne of her heart, and that Elizabeth needed to step down. It was quite a powerful scene. And you have Elizabeth's submission to God while praying for her marriage, and you have Tony's submission to God and request to be a better father. In terms of the commandment about um, being free from idols, The couple have their careers and possessions. They have a big house and they're earning, at least Tony's earning, a lot of money. So these are their idols. And um, Elizabeth even said that her focus, their focus on their careers, was the reason they did not have more than one child. They were just simply too busy chasing their careers. You see Tony's focus on bonus checks. You see that he is very focused on money. And the Bible says we cannot have two masters. We cannot... Love money and God, Tony's reliance on the gym to cope with stress was also an an indication of an idol because he put it before God instead of going to God with his problems. He went to the gym and worked out and then you have that powerful scene where you see Elizabeth stating that Jesus is the Lord of her house and that their home was under new management, thereby pushing all of her idols aside and putting the Lord first. In terms of the Sabbath, there were several scenes with church worship services, but the day was not mentioned. Concerning the command about honouring parents, uh, I I noticed that even though their daughter could have rebelled through all of the turmoil and the stress that was going on, she remained respectful to her parents. You also see Tony wanting to honour his parents by helping them financially as they were elderly. When it comes to adultery... You see Elizabeth's reaction at the text message about Tony being deceitful, and you see the hurt that adultery causes. And you also see Tony's repentance for his deceit against God and his family. So adultery is depicted in the correct light as a sin and not for entertainment. To the commandment about theft, Tony's situation at work uh, shows the shame, confusion and pain we go through as a result of not obeying the commands, in this case theft. Tony's stealing was not condoned and the harsh consequences were shown. It comes to bearing false witness, the commandment against lying. Tony's difficult situation illustrated how far away from the Lord he had strayed and it resulted in him rationalising all of these sins, adultery, lying, coveting and theft. And when it came to the commandment um, about coveting, Tony's client's secretary was coveting Tony and committing adultery. As she knew, he was married because he had his wedding ring on. And Elizabeth's prayer for her husband was a call on the Lord to lead him away from what was illustrated as a destructive path. So what Christian standards does the film promote? When it comes to scripture alone, Miss Clara promoted the Bible as our life and foundation. Miss Clara offered Elizabeth one hour of her time per week to teach Elizabeth how to get closer to the Lord through prayer and reading scripture. And this reminds me of Ephesians 6.17 that says, The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Miss Clara gives Elizabeth her Bible when Elizabeth doesn't know where to start in her new prayer life. And Miss Clara says the Word of God will kick the enemy out of Elizabeth's home. And this uh, makes me think of Jesus' example of the power of the Word during his temptation in the wilderness, which can be found in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And then we have the scene where Elizabeth buys a Bible for her and her daughter after she submits to God. And then there was another scene that caught my attention, and I've seen this for many times, but this time around, this particular scene caught my attention. It was where um, you see that Tony has a lack of shame when he goes to speak to his boss about his deceit. And the business partner, Tom attempts to make Tony feel ashamed. And it reminds me of First John one nine, uh, where the Lord says that if we confess our sins, then the Lord is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us. And so Tony could stand tall on God's promise because he had confessed his sin to God. He had asked for forgiveness. And so when he went to his boss, he didn't have any shame. But Tom was trying to make him feel shameful all over again. So I just noticed that this time around and it shows us how powerful the word of God is and how faithful God is to his promises that he has given us through his word. And just a last point on scripture alone, I noticed Miss Clara's Bible was practically fallen apart from use, showing her life was based on the word of God. When it comes to salvation through Christ alone, Miss Clara reiterated Jesus' sacrifice for mankind in a conversation with Elizabeth, and about everyone falling short of the glory of God, and she talks about the amazing grace that God has for us. And then you have the scene uh, where Elizabeth has the revelation that her joy only comes from Jesus, who has already defeated the devil. And then we have the scene where Tony confesses and submits to God through Jesus Christ. In terms of biblical marriage, this film is jam-packed with examples The film shows that God protects our marriages when we put him in the centre and see marriage as the covenant that God created and not as a temporary contract made by man. We see Elizabeth turning to God, the creator of marriage, to ask for help in enabling her and Tony to love one another as they did before. We see a radical change in Elizabeth and Tony's actions and just their general outlook on life, when they put God at the centre in every aspect of their lives. There's a scene with Tony's Christian friend, who was a paramedic, where the friend warns him against having an affair and he promotes the sanctity of marriage. And his friend said he had no intention of watching Tony throw away his marriage as if Because marriage was for life. And this is a reminder of the importance of friends who have the word of God as their guide. And then you have the advice that Miss Clara gave Elizabeth about what she should be doing for her husband Tony. Praying, loving and respecting him. And that is backed up by scripture in Ephesians 5.33, Proverbs 31.12 and Titus 2.4. And you also have that wonderful statement that Elizabeth makes, that she would rather have her man chasing Jesus than a house full of things. And the last example is how Miss Clara encourages Elizabeth to teach other young wives how to fight for their marriages, and that is in Titus 2, 3-5. to In terms of the husband being the head of his home and the spiritual leader, we see Tony's journey to becoming the spiritual leader in his home and how his actions transform from arrogance, being, him being arrogant and prideful, to humble, with a strength by God's power, not his own. And it reminds me of 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10. And this says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in affirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we see that even though Tony was physically very strong, uh, it just shows us that physical strength has no comparison to the strength that we can gain through the Lord. When it comes to the recognition of the value of life and the blessing in children, Elizabeth and her daughter, Danielle, have a conversation about how much Danielle thinks her mother loves her. And that's quite a powerful scene that I'll come back to a bit later in the review. And we see Elizabeth and Tony, by God's grace, mend their relationship with their daughter. And there's also a scene where Tony asks God to help him be a better father. He couldn't do it on his own power we need that power from God for every aspect of our lives. When it comes to modesty of dress, you see in the one of the opening scenes where Miss Clara is complimenting, complimenting a young man uh, who attends to her garden on his dress style and his haircut. And she's comparing him to other young men who are not doing the same. And even though it was a comical scene, the point was made that we need to have modesty of dress. When it comes to the recognition of the body as a temple of God, the obvious example is adultery, and the Bible talks a lot about sexual sin. But I also noticed something else, uh, and it was and it was something I did not notice or really focus on before, but Elizabeth's stress eating made me think of this Christian standard. Recognition of the body as the temple of God. And how we can disrespect our bodies by inhaling food without a thought about how it tastes or how thankful we are to have it. And in this scene, she is shown inhaling food, practically, and not praying either before her meal. And of course, it's a period of her life where she is extremely stressed. But I just found it interesting because um, we can violate our bodies in many ways. And uh, it was just an interesting scene and an interesting connection for me. Does the film give glory and honor and thanks to God? The opening statement from Miss Clara gives glory to God. She emphasizes that victories do not come by accident. The film lifts up the most powerful tool that the Lord has given us on this earth a direct line to Him prayer, and this was accomplished by the sacrifice of Jesus, Him reconnecting us to the Father. Prayer is mentioned in many places in the Bible. Uh, The one example I have is Matthew 6, 9 through 13, where Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. The film uses its main characters to witness the power of God's mercy, grace and love. We also have Miss Clara's Wall of Answered Prayer, where she gives glory and thanks to God for his faithfulness. And there is a scene where Elizabeth and Tony receive God's grace in a situation that could have dramatically changed their lives and you see them acknowledge God's grace and give thanks to him. And then you have that scene where Miss Clara lifts up Jesus's name in a situation that promotes the protection we have when we call out to the Lord. And she gives God the glory through Jesus by reminding the policeman to include Jesus in the incident report. Then you have that wonderful scene where you have Miss Clara's moment of praise when Elizabeth's situation turns out for the better, And she states the Lord is faithful, powerful, in charge. She says he can't and won't retire from his position. And she just gives praises and thanks to the Lord through her body language, through her voice, she bursts into a song of praise. It was just a really, really good, very inspiring scene. And then you have the scene where Miss Clara tells Elizabeth that she was an answer to her prayer. And Elizabeth also states that Miss Clara was a gift from God and they are just both so thankful for this and you see praise for the Lord for that. And then you have Miss Clara's prayer at the end of the film that was full of praise and thanks for the Lord. Then we have the next question. Did the film encourage my faith? Absolutely. The film depicted beautifully the power of prayer and the salvation we have through Jesus Christ. It also illustrates God's grace, which is beyond our understanding. The film is also a reminder that we cannot carry ourselves through this life by our own strength. We always need to seek the Lord first, as it says in Matthew 6.33. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? The first time I saw the film, I considered making a war room. But then I realised I had done that in my own way. I don't have prayers on the wall, but I certainly have places at home where I pray. And um, the film encouraged me to reflect more on the power of prayer and the gift we have in becoming reconnected to the Father through Jesus Christ. And I've mentioned before that I like music, so I did download the soundtrack and have it on my Spotify list. Another action that I've done each time I watch the film is pray alongside Miss Clara. Uh, You have that prayer she does at the very end of the film, which I found so powerful. And so I, I say that prayer with her. And then there's also that small scene at the end where you see the man with his hands raised over the city. And that also inspired me to pray for my city. And the next question... Would I change anything about the film? Not that much, really. It's a beautiful, powerful film. Um, There are two things, just two things just on the side that I noticed. The scene where Elizabeth's daughter cries during the conversation, uh, that's the scene about how much she thinks her mother loves her. It's a very powerful scene, and I can't watch it without crying myself. I have to concentrate on not to cry, and and more often than not, I, I fail at that. Then I remind myself that it's just a film. But it, it, it invokes a thought process for me. And it, it, I then ask that question, how far do we need to go in films? Jesus taught parables, but he didn't bring those parables to life through acting. I think films are fine as long as we don't go too far in trying to make it look as real as possible. Because at the end of the day, it's understood that the goal is to just illustrate a story. And that's okay. Um, I just thought about that poor little girl crying her eyes out. And at the end of the day, she was acting. And crying, it invokes emotions in us. It, it does something with our body, with our psyche. And so, I don't know, it just uh, bothered me a bit that, okay, this is acting, and so we are invoking all of these emotions, maybe going into an unne- unnecessary depth. But that's just yeah, that's just me and just one of the things that I noticed. And then we have the uh part about adultery. Tony committed emotional adultery with his client's assistant, and he planned to do more than just look in, but the Lord thankfully intervened. But Tony told his wife he almost cheated on her. But according to the word of God, he had actually cheated on her several times in different situations. And I'm thinking about Matthew. 528, where Jesus says, If a man looks at a woman, unless he has already committed adultery in his heart. Of course, Tony repented for his actions, and that brings to mind 1 John 1 9, that says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, this was just something I noticed between what actually said in the word and what was implied in the script. So, in summary, this is another film that I've seen many times. It's a powerful film about faith, prayer, the power of the Father and his Son, our connection to God through Jesus' sacrifice and the scriptures. It encompasses the entire Christian walk and highlights the powerful things God has given us through Christ to to use for our protection while we reside on this earth waiting for Jesus' return. There is a song at the end of the film Um, And I I really like the the words of the song. It says how prayer makes the enemy, Satan, tremble because Satan then realises that the battle we are facing has been handed over to God for God to fight. We then switch to fighting through God's power in Jesus' name and that's a whole different battle. And when that Satan can never win because he has already lost. The film can be found on www.kendrickbrothers.com. Thank you very much for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.